0: Tune in to fine tune with Wendy Nordquist Sundays at six PM on ninety five point one The One, or right here on the K-Lime N Radio Podcast.
1: Here comes the sun. Do-do-do-do. Here comes the sun. Connect and experience art at the Northfield Arts Guild. Visit our galleries, arts festival, and take in a performance at our theater featuring a full season of dramas, comedies, and musicals. The Guild's gift shop showcases unique art from over 100 local and regional member artists. Come enjoy music from the Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra or the 411 Concert Series. We invite you to explore your creativity in one of our classes. All are welcome at the Northfield Arts Guild. To learn how you can be a part, visit northfieldartsguild.org or call 507-645-8877. Art
2: Zany Radio for the Imagination, with your host Paula Granquist, is brought to you by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts. And now, Art Zany Radio for the Imagination.
3: Good morning, this is Paula Granquist and you're tuned in to Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. Thank you so much for tuning in to the show that celebrates creating and stories. I want to thank you for helping uh, open up everyone's imagination as we talk together about all things art and creating. And today I am going to talk about the idea that everything is possible. Anything is possible. One of the greatest lines in making art is what if i want you to think about that what if and i think it's it's at least this is my theory that that's why beginners have so many happy accidents because they're learning the rules and they feel quite free to explore and see what happens if i mix any something so they might say what happens if i mix these colors put this note here add this lump of clay at this time change this word add a pause here There are so many possibilities and no expectation of needing to find success. And I love this state of mind. It's the playful part of the creative process. We don't enter this playful mindset as much as I think we should. I absolutely think as you get older, it's harder to go there. So I I think we need a little nudge, a little encouragement to be able to do that. You know, when you've got so many responsibilities, that space gets harder to enter. So I'm going to challenge everybody this week to take a moment and ask yourself, what if? What if? Just imagine. But I forgot to tell you what comes first, because this is the really important part. It's the art of agreement. And you need to have the attitude of, yes, I will. I'm going to take this road. I will engage with this. I'm ready. I got this. I'm not worried. Then you can play with what if. So try it this week. Sometimes the wonder of that joins the show. And this is what I'm really excited about today's show, because sometimes the art becomes the play for the makers and the watchers. That's an experience that requires talent and saying yes from everyone involved. And we are so lucky to live in a town that takes artistic risks and allows performers and audiences to join together to create a wonderful shared experience. And we are absolutely lucky to be able to have live theater again and i cannot wait until we get to this place where we get to be in that space together and so today for today's art zany radio we have a giant show (laughs) this is the biggest show since the comeback of art zany in i think it was july when we we resumed shows and so i want to welcome to the studio Bob Gregory Bjorkland. welcome. Hello, Paula. It's a delight to have you. Yes, that was... <laughs> I'm here,
4: I'm here, I'm here.
3: Yay! And uh, we were trying to think, it might have been um, Arts for Martin back in January of 2020.
4: Close to two years. I know, this yeah. is... So, it's such yeah. a
3: thrill. You're like one of our regulars. And yeah. It's a thrill to have you back. And you have brought an entire cast, I think. I
4: have. <laughs> uh, Fully masked right now, for the record.
3: (laughs) We should let everybody know that, because we are not able to sit six feet, four feet, three feet. No. (laughs) But it's wonderful to have you, because you are here to talk about the mystery of Edwin Drood. The what? Yeah, which I I learned was also just called Drood.
4: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for short. Oh, Drood.
3: Yeah, and this is a show that I wasn't familiar with, so it's it's a good one to... um, to start, but I think I want to start by having everybody introduce themselves so our listeners get to hear a little bit about you. Maybe you want to tell us um, your name, uh, maybe your grade, your school, um, what some of your passions are, your projects, and some of the theater that you've been involved with before. So we get um, get to hear a little bit about you. And, w- and we do want to mention, too, if you're this is the high school, Northfield High School production of The Mystery of Edwin Drood, and that opens up on Friday, November 5th. Yeah.
4: Does hold so. it, hold it. That's a week from today. <laughs> <laughs> well, why are they reacting like that, Paula? I,
3: I don't know. I'm late, not sure late, late night last night. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> so why don't we start down here and we'll have introductions so we can um, get to know you and maybe uh, a little bit about maybe if you have any connections to the mystery of Edwin Drood, I'd love to hear that too.
0: Yes, hi, I'm Isaac Lear, I'm a junior at Northfield High School. Uh, this is my first musical at Northfield High School. Um, I've been a part of Rock and Roll Revival mm. uh, this past spring, and I was in uh, Clue on stage, but it was really on Zoom, so <laughs> not on stage, but uh, but I was a part of that, too, and I'm super excited to uh, be putting on The Mystery of Edwin Drood because it is a completely unique production. Uh, it's nothing... Like anything I've been a part of, um, and I'm I'm so excited to get started. So thank you for having us.
3: Yeah, it's a thrill.
0: Why don't you tell them what role you
4: play? Also,
0: yes, I play John Jasper, who is the
4: villain. Ooh, so we all hiss when when (laughs) Jasper (laughs) is mentioned. That's including the audience. Oh, we'll talk about that later. Okay. Okay. Sure. Sure. Absolutely.
3: Thank you and welcome.
1: My name is Kiara Artley. I'm also a junior, and I also go to Northfield High School. This is my second production at Northfield High School. My first, actually, I was in fifth grade. Um, I was a part of the 2015 fall production of Pippin. Um, Mm. So that was pretty fun, and I actually was playing a boy role at that time. I was the role of Theo, even though I was a girl. And so it's kind of funny because I'm actually playing a boy role in this show, too. (laughs) I play Edwin Drood, so that's very fun. I really love the gender-bending roles, and um, it's a lot of fun. We also, it's really cool with this production, we get to play multiple roles. So I've actually been tasked with playing three different roles, Edwin Drood, um, Alice Nutting, who's the actress who plays Edwin Drood, and Dick Datchery, (coughs) who is a detective. (coughs)
5: Hi, my name is Odin Hoff. I'm a senior at the Northfield High School. Um, this is my third production with the Northfield um, High School Theater production, or I don't know, it's an organization? With us. Yes, <laughs> with us. With us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've been in one musical and with the Northfield High School, and I also played a woman. And so in this show, I am Princess Puffer, which means I get to kind of be body and sort of kind of a. Um, a rambunctious, a rambunctious old woman, so I'm, I'm very excited <laughs> about that. Um, <laughs> I, haven't done, I haven't really done any show like this. Um, when we first got like, our script and stuff for like the auditions, I had no idea <laughs> what the show would entail, and I still don't really know if I do, <laughs> um, <laughs> but we'll just have to see on performance night.
3: Well, uh, welcome. I'm delighted to have you here. Thank you.
6: Hi my name's uh, Peter Hillman I'm also a senior at Norfield High School. This is my fourth fall production with Bob and the theater crew at northfield um so I've done it ever since i was a, I was a young freshman and in this show I play a uh, a character who is all the way uh, from across the world from England in from ceylon and uh he comes to town and you know people aren't people are very nice to him and he's trying to trying to figure out his way in in a different place, and uh, again, like pre- uh, previous, my cast members have mentioned, this show is nothing like I've ever done before, uh, and it has a huge, huge audience interactive piece, which we will talk about more later.
4: Fabulous! And so, and, and Peter, t- tell them, tell tell the audience the last role you played in a musical.
6: Well, the, two years ago, the last role, and I was a sophomore. The last role I played in a musical was it was the play was Little Shop of Horrors and i was the physical plant operator if you don't know <laughs> that show there is a man eating plant who comes and takes over the world and uh sorry for the spoilers but uh, <laughs> uh but i played the physical massive plant and that was obviously very different cuz there was no speaking lines it was all just movement and and so this this play this musical is ob- like completely different from that and uh so it's really interesting to see like the contrast of those.
3: Well, I have to say I saw that production and I was so blown away. I felt like I was actually on Broadway. The quality of the the acting and the singing and the theater set up and everything was just extraordinary. I mean, we are so lucky in this town to have talent. And that's one of the questions I had for you, Bob, was how did you know you could take on a show like this? Which is, I mean, just just thinking about the You know, the fact that multiple roles are played by people, the um, challenge of. Well, I have to ask you about British accents because that was Mm -hmm. a question I had. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Some of the topics are, are, uh, you know, grown up topics. Um, There's a mystery involved. There is just um, an intense and complicated show. The music is amazing and. Yeah. Um, the speed at which the, is some of the songs are sung just yep. <laughs> knocked my socks off. So <laughs> what made you decide this is the, the, the class that I want to do this show right. with? Right,
4: so there are a lot of questions in there, Paula. Let, <laughs> so let's start with that one. Um, so I work with Sherry Setchel, and, mm. and many, many of us know Sherry and many in town have worked with Sherry in some way. Mm -hmm. Wonderful choreographer and dance teacher and teacher and person. And so when Sherry and I look for shows, we look for shows that will do a number of things that will fit, I'll, I'll say, our talent pool. Okay, um, uh, it's no good for anyone if we do a show that we don't really have the right people to fit the roles. Does that mean, I'll just put this out there, Paula, does that mean that we precast the show? No, it does not. You're
3: probably talking about capacity, capability, um, willingness to take on challenge. (laughs) we
4: We have people who could fill these roles. So that makes it a good choice. But um, we've been in, in auditions where, where I may have thought one person was going to be playing that role, but once we got through auditions, no, that wasn't the right person at all. Or, and or another person stepped up and it's like, oh, there's the fit. Mm. So it, th- that's a, a, a really interesting thing about directing. So that was one thing does it fit our talent pool the other thing is does it challenge our talent pool I figured Kay? there was something about that. yeah <laughs> and this is where it's nice to live in a town like Northfield where there's a lot there's a lot of performance going on and so I get to work with you guys quite a bit through your growing up years um, Odin how far back do we go in in the young people's theater workshop very far back yeah because <laughs> uh-huh. you can start that in third grade sure. right yeah <laughs> So we get to see these guys and work with them and know them pretty well. It's been interesting with COVID because there's been kind of a blip, okay. So I've never worked with Isaac, for instance. Mm. So it's like, okay, what's Isaac like? Oh, I guess <laughs> I get to find out. Um, uh, but uh, you know, so we so we're looking for something that challenges them and pushes on them Mm -hmm. uh these guys can digest all kinds of lines and they can digest and and work with all kinds of of ideas um so there aren't many there aren't many challenges in shows that i worry about us not being able to solve
3: they can do anything everything is possible Mm
4: -hmm. (laughs) well there you go yeah. that's
3: what I was thinking too it, t- so let's t- hear from the cast are, are you doing British accents how are you doing with that and then the part that I just kind of blows my mind is that then singing with a British accent has got to be like a triple challenge Isaac you want to take that one yes
0: yeah, so we have been using British accents and it's really interesting because uh, so we each, we each play two characters um, it's kind of a meta theater production so that it's a, uh, it is conscious of itself that's um, a good
3: way to put it. Yes,
0: and uh, so each of us we play our, our characters. So I play John Jasper the villain, but I also play Clive Paget, who is the actor playing John Jasper the villain. Okay, and um,
3: I, 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 I gotta follow that train. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> it's complicated. But
0: um, each character, uh, Bob has has directed yeah, us to to have different accents for each character because they're oh, different. Also, not people. just
3: you one. You have two.
0: Correct, and. <laughs> Uh, some of us have, have specific voices we use for the character, like my John Jasper is very creepy, like that. And um, Odin's. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I just hissed. Odin's Princess Puffer is, is much different than his actual voice, too. And uh, it's really fun to play around with that. So we have a, a Scotsman in the cast, um, and people are able to, to play around with, with their different accents. So it's, uh, it's a lot of fun to just try new things.
3: Yeah, I would imagine. That's just one of the challenges. What are some of the other challenges? Carrie, do you want to tell us about taking on your roles and how you've uh, embraced this or uh, figured this out?
1: Sure, yeah. Um, So, like Isaac was saying, it, it... once you start doing a British accent, it's a little bit easier, like the more repetitive you get going with it. So that's good. You just get occasional words that like you say out of accent, like sometimes all over pronounce my R's. Like I sound very Minnesotan sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, whoop, that word. Because <laughs> I pick up most of my, I I'm a huge fan of British audiobooks. So I pick up most of my like British dialect from audiobooks. So if they say a word in there, like if I'm talking in a British accent right now, and then... Like, I have to say rubber ducky or something. Like, ducky sounds completely Minnesotan because I've never heard that said before.
3: I did hear that. That was (laughs) a good good example.
1: (laughs) Thank you. I don't say rubber ducky, but that would be good if I did. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so it's just learning what words are, you know, kind of those words that you keep messing up on and then learning how do you say them. So sometimes, like, I'll Google, like, oh, how do you say this word in a British dialect? So, I mean, there's that, but once you start getting your, your I don't know, your basic um, British accent down, it's a little bit easier, but then you change characters, like Isaac was saying. So, um, most people have two characters. I'm not sure if... Uh, I have three characters. Somebody else might have three, too. Um, so, I try to keep my characters different my Alice Nutting my actress voice just sounds a bit more feminine than my Edwin Drood which is a bit more masculine But they're about the same like timber of pitch um, but then my Dick Datry voice I've gone completely different with, like, put it in the back of my throat and really, like, warmed it up. And, <laughs> and so that's kind of how I've taken on the role.
3: That's, I was, just as you were talking, I was thinking, I wonder if it's like learning a score, you know, and, and, and having to, it's, there's a musicality to it that you, and a tempo, and a um, and, then, and then you have to play with how it resonates in, in, in your own 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 mouth so it's like singing in that way I don't know
1: absolutely yeah you definitely have to focus like where am I focusing my breath how much breath am I using how fast is it going like am I at the front of my mouth am I at the back and then the added on challenge is can you keep the voice while singing yes (laughs) because you listen to the Broadway recordings and they some characters do keep their voice and some people just revert back to their singing voice. Cause they're like, I'm on Broadway. I have to sound lovely.
5: Oh.
3: So
1: it's really like, what do you choose? Do you choose the nice singing or do you choose the character singing? So it's kind of different for everyone, but. Uh,
3: that is fascinating. And, and, I, so, and not only do you have those, so we've got, we've talked about the accents and the, the multiple roles, but then you have gender issues. So tell me, uh, how, how has it been for you to take on, Odin, those you know, multiple uh, different different ways of expressing and uh, being a part of a show with characters that you play that are of both genders.
5: Yeah, so it's been very tough, partially because of how I need to think about the singing and how my voice is different as I'm when I'm Puffer and when I'm Angela, which is her actor's, um, actress's name. Um, but it's been very fun, and I'm I'm kind of used to it because. Uh, two years ago when I was in Little Shop, I played kind of uh, like a very similar character. Mm. I was Mrs. Luce, um, which was ca- kind of just a small role that she's kind of just this very obtrusive news wife. Or er, uh, she was a wife to a news She character. was pushy. Yeah, she was very pushy, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, to say the <laughs> least. Um, and I think Puffer's is very similar in a lot of those ways she's very she's very over the top she sort of she do, she sort of does whatever to get what she wants um so i I kind of have i kind of have the i don't know I have the character down a little bit better, so it wasn't too hard to convert in, or to sort of um, get her voice and get her character right but it's been it was really tough the hardest part for me was the singing so mm-hmm. sorry, all of her parts were um in an alto range, sort of, which is close to a tenor range, but I'm, more, I'm a baritone slash bass, <laughs> so it's very... Oh, wow. <laughs> so now we have another
3: element. <laughs> <Yeah>.
5: <laughs> so it was not really in my range on the top. I, could, I can sometimes sing it in falsetto, but that was just not going to work because um, you sort of want to get that guttural feeling from her character. Um, so then we had to convert all of her songs in octave lower, <laughs> which has been another struggle because then she goes really low and then that's out of my lower <laughs> range. So <laughs> she's just kind of in this sort of in this limbo for my, for like vocal range and stuff. But it's been really fun to play with the, the pit and, um, our accompanist Jane, Al- what's
4: name? Jane Moore, Jane Moore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah.
5: Um, so it's been really interesting to sort of, to sort of get to know her vocal pieces with Jane. Um, Yeah, but it's been very fun and I think I think she's she's on the right track so yeah
4: and and while we're talking about vocals this is a great time also for a shout out to Kyle Eastman Uh director of the Northfield High School choirs who is is the vocal director for the show and Jane Moore is assisting him and they have uh, done a lot of uh, uh, revoicing where it's needed for both solos and uh, and ensemble pieces, which is uh, invaluable uh, in in a high school production like this.
3: Yeah, I, yeah. I'm I'm still astounded at that the the complexity of this this production. And
4: oh, musicals take so <laughs> many different things. So, yeah.
3: so Peter, when did you get start rehearsing for this? Have you? I mean, is it? Do you have an extended period of time to be able to put this together? And how is the cast kind of? Uh, manage to do your individual, and then come together as a group and make it happen.
6: Well, so we audition all the way back last spring. Which oh, is so very interesting! Because then we have the entire summer. A lot of us did not use the entire summer, but I used the end of the summer <laughs> to then start getting into uh, getting into the work and just getting into the starting. And so it starts like in the first week of school, and it just starts with uh, Bob has a very Bob has a very good process for starting the show, and he just kind of takes it one step at a time so first it's just this is where you walk and this is what your lines are mm-hmm. blah 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 and then once you have all that memorized then it kind of moves into alright now you've got that now we got to think about what we're saying now we got to think about what we're doing and why we're doing it and so that's really the delving into the character and then what we're doing right now is we're adding all the 10,000 pieces that there are to a musical like a live pit <laughs> orchestra and then there's lights and there's still sound cues and there's just all and there's costumes and there's makeup and hair and there's just all these different components that have to come together but we start from just a very basic this is where you walk and this is where you talk and it just slowly builds up into what everybody knows as a musical is just has so many different moving pieces and so i i really like the way we do the process and i think a lot of people would agree with me that it it really is good and um and, a lot of, yeah, and this, it, for this show especially, it was very good, as the show is very complicated. So it's like, at the beginning, it's like, oh, what the heck's going on? <laughs> and then you're like, wait, this is still just a show. This is still <laughs> just a play. Let's start with the play stuff, and then we can just ramp up to what this is now.
3: And that's, uh, that's really well said. I think that's, that's an important part of the process. And that's how you, anything you take on, you have to start, start at the beginning and start slow.
4: I'm a fan of the movie What About Bob?,
3: I don't know that I've ever seen that one. Of course one. you are. <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh, oh, right. oh, of course I am. No, because the the line that I always take out of there, see it, Bill Murray and Richard Dreyfuss. Oh, good cast. And it's very funny. It's very funny. But Bill Murray, one of his main lines is, baby steps, baby steps, baby steps. <laughs> he, he takes baby steps. Yeah and so yeah.
3: that's how you can get this 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 to
4: go well at least a step at a time maybe a little bigger than baby steps but yeah, a, a step at a time Take a breath. We got this.
3: Well, when I first heard about this show, I didn't realize that there was, in, in fact, a connection to um, Charles Dickens, which surprised me. Yes. So there's someone here who wants to... Go ahead, Peter. Jump in. What's the connection to uh, Charles Dickens?
6: So this is a musical written by Rupert Holmes, but it used to just be a play um, by Charles Dickens, and it was the last piece of writing that he wrote because... The very interesting part about this play and why it's such a mystery, even though it's in the original title, it's even more of a mystery now, is that Dickens passed away before he finished writing the piece. He was probably only two-thirds or three-quarters of the way through, and so it truly is a mystery, and he never—he was the type of guy to never write any of his stuff down before he wrote it in his official book, so he had nothing written about how this show ends.
3: Well, see, and that, it was surprising to me. I was thinking, what, what a master if he was able to manage all of those details in all of his works and to not have it mapped out or thought through or how, it, I mean, that just says a whole lot about his abilities. And so, so it was left unfinished.
6: Yeah, so it was left unfinished. So then Rupert Holmes took the ideas and he just kind of said, all right, this is where it stops. And this is where my original writing begins. And so then it's even as the actors on stage are trying to figure out, what happens at the end of this and i think that's just a very interesting piece of it
3: is that part of the meta meta isaac of what you were talking about so let's let's get it tell our audience a little more on what that means
0: yes it is so uh yeah each of us play uh victorian actors uh who are putting on the mystery of edmund drood and they uh they get like peter said about two-thirds of the way through the show and mid-song uh the whole show just crumbles and falls apart <laughs> and none of them know what's going on. And, and this is part
3: of the show. So this don't is <laughs> correct. Yeah, this is, part of, yes,
0: this is all uh, part of the show, but, um, we get to that point and that's when, uh, that's when the audience starts to get to decide some of the, the key plot points that are going to end our show. And it's, uh, there are, I think three, three different decisions that are voted on, um, two by the audience and then one by, us so so too (laughs) (laughs) but
3: so that means that that the because it's unfinished and and really every show gets to be just slightly different so we're adding mm -hmm. another layer of complication because you won't know until you're in the show what's going to happen for the last part of the show exactly yeah. That is just, that
4: blows my mind. Yeah, so if, if, if you're thinking ahead out there in Radioland, you're realizing that all of these actors have had to prepare their own individual endings. <laughs> wow. And, and the pit orchestra. Directed by Dan Coleman, by the way. Oh, hooray for yay. Dan! Hooray for Dan! The Pitt orchestra has to rehearse all of these endings. So there's there's a my one of my inner mantras, and uh, in this show has been work ahead, work ahead, work ahead. <laughs> i 've been trying to do that, and one of the reasons is because I knew when we get to this last section of the show we we 'd have to spend a lot of time digging it out
3: right yeah. and how does that feel going on stage <coughs> as a, as an actor to not know how that show 's going to end that night? Are you feeling excited about that nervous like uh, how does and how do you prepare like i 'm thinking behind sta- behind the stage, so the call is made we, the vote is in. And this is, we're going with this. You don't have a lot of time to actually map that out, so you have to be ready for whatever those... Pu- I don't know how many different combinations there could be. Go ahead and tell us a little little more, Odin.
5: Yeah, so um, it's very, very exhilarating. There's a ton <laughs> of energy that happens at the end of the show. Um, and especially with my role as Princess Puffer, her all, most of her songs are at the very end. So as soon as I'm on stage for... Um, sort of right after the everything falls down. (laughs) Um, I'm kind of just like in the play until the end. Like I kind of just, I'm always thinking about what's happening next. So it's kind of funny because I come on in the beginning. I'm like, here I am. I'm Princess Puffer. And then I'm not seen until like, oh, not seen until like the very end of the show. So that's interesting. Um, And then in one of my songs, I have to, I have six different, or er, I have five different endings <laughs> because <laughs> oh, <laughs> it has Lord. to, yeah, what I say at the end um, depends on who is chosen for one of the roles. Oh. So it's been very interesting to have to learn five different endings. Um, and I kind of just find out like on stage, I'm, I just, I fi- I learn who's, who plays this role. And then I'm like, okay, so that's the ending I have to do. So it's been very interesting for that. Um,
3: I am so impressed.
5: <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we also, I don't really know how we're going to do this yet. Uh, we'll, find th- we'll figure that out this week, I think. But but um, at the end, uh, there's, one, uh, there's another part that's decided, but I don't know if we figure it out until we're picked, and then we have to go immediately into, into songs. So that's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out.
3: No transition. No, yeah. No, no backstage <laughs> yeah. time. <laughs> Wow! Okay, so audiences, get ready for this. (laughs) Folks, I want to remind you, this is Art Zaney Radio for the Imagination. We are talking about The Mystery of Edwin Drood. This is the new um, production at the Northfield High School, which opens on Friday, November 5th. The show is at 730. And I've got a link on the website, kymnradio.net under Arts Any Radio, where you can just click so you can purchase your tickets ahead of time. You can also buy them at the door. Uh, Tickets are $7 for adults and students and seniors, $5. It is at the Northfield High School Auditorium, and it runs Friday and Saturday that first weekend, and then an additional weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the 12th, 13th, and 14th, with the Sunday show being the afternoon closing matinee. So a busy schedule for all of you.
4: It is, and also, just so everyone knows, the audience will be masked.
3: Right, it is required to be in yes. the audience to come with a mask.
4: It is. So we are following all of the protocols uh, set forth by the school district to put this show on.
3: And I'm sure there have been a few that you've had Oh done. my, we've <laughs> been
4: rehearsing, rehearsing, and rehearsing, and uh, I haven't seen their full faces yet. I'm looking <laughs> forward to that.
3: Yeah, and so the audience should be prepared for that. They should come ready to. They got to pay attention, right? Because they're going to be a part of the show in a way that's not usual. Um, I did bring a clip from the show. This is um, both sides of the coin. Should we listen to a little bit of that? I think this will give you a flavor Mm -hmm. of what is happening. And it is. I I, I've listened to it several times, and boy, I can't imagine if I had to be the one to try to um, learn all of these learn all of these parts. So let's take a listen and we'll get a sense of of part of the show. So this is uh, both sides of the coin, Jasper and Sherman. And um, this is from I believe it's from the uh, Broadway production. But uh, let's let's go ahead and, and play this.
7: I am not myself these days, for all I know I might be you There's more than room enough for two inside my mind I am likewise in the haze of who I am from scene to scene What's more we do, we four, I mean not in a bind For is it I or is it me? And if I'm him and if I'm me, each one of us might not agree on what to do And if I take opposing sides within myself, then who divides on what is right or wrong? I'll go along with you 21 penny toppany throppany 12 to a shilling, twice that to a florin' And would you not fancy the currency foreign to find the same place on side of the coin? Publish a wrinkle from pennies to guineas to two-sided to the rule of exception And would you not feel mad like full of deception The find the same place on side of the coin? Odds or evils, heads or tails, it's high or low, or black or white, or up or down, or left or right, or night or day Nature seldom ever fails to best, to blindingly provide an undisclosed there's shadows in this shining wall. If there's a rose, it bears a thorn. You could stand as soon as born. And yet we smile. But luck's decision is perverse. It seems to work more in reverse. If things are better, they'll be worse in just a while. Hey, penny, one penny, tap, penny, drop, penny, twerp, to a shelly, twice a florin. And would you not fancy the currency foreign? and a finance, a face of a side of the coin? Far from your uncle, from pennies to guineas, to two-sided minutes in the room of exception. And would you not feel by the fool of deception the a finance, a face of a side of the coin? Hey, penny, one penny, two or three, and a cash,
3: Wow, my oop! Oh, let's turn that off. That was amazing. My breath is just taken away. Just I, so we have to, we have Jasper here. <laughs> we how, how tell me about learning that song? And I mean, it just it's just so fast and then i learned while we were playing that that you're dancing while you're doing that too how (laughs) wow (laughs) uh,
0: exhausting um exhausting to say the least but uh it's been loads of fun with uh with kyle eastman our vocal director we just spent a lot of time uh going over diction um and making sure we pronounce each word so uh people understand what we're saying even though it really doesn't make that much sense Um, (laughs) but we we just started singing the song very very slowly and uh as with most things you just keep picking up the speed uh each time you do it and uh bringing the dance into the equation was was tricky to say the least but it's been loads of fun because it is it is one of my favorite numbers i love the dancing for that scene and um with masks it has also been a challenge oh i can uh, imagine it's it's hard to breathe sometimes but we've um but we've we've made it work and it's it's so much fun to be at the point now where where we're up to that speed yeah. and um first uh, my first time listening to this song uh way back in the summer before we even started any of this i i had no idea i th- thought for sure we would take it much slower um but brady who plays our chairman and i um have just put in the work and and here we are
3: yeah so i mean uh, uh, bravo and and there's a whole range of music styles of music here does anyone want to talk about some of the the musical parts that you have or the pieces that you're in uh go ahead
6: well the very interesting part about this show is that there's i think there's a couple pieces where i think there's three pieces that are mass cast where it's um, so the put the play is put on in the play by the Music Hall Royale in England, and um, so they are producing a play every night, and uh, it's it, it, this this uh, happens to be the Mystery of Edwin Drood, and they have a couple songs that they do every night just for fun, and so those songs are a completely different energy from what the rest of the play is because in the in the actual play it's this mystery, it's this it's this you're trying to figure what ha- figure out what's happening, and then you. Just, break out into song for fun and it's and you have to sing in a completely different way because it's and and and, um so it's the thing is is like with the multiple characters is like when you're singing as your character in the show you have your one accent and then when you're singing as the music hall royale member then you have a completely different voice and diction and all that kind of thing (sighs) and so I think the contrast of all the music in this play is just really 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 fun and it's 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 exciting
1: some of the styles of music too it has a whole variety of styles like peter was saying um but i think we've got we've got like some tango music we've got whatever both sides of the coin was just then like <laughs> i don't know what that was but, British but ra- very fast British rap. <laughs> yeah, there you go we've got some ballads we've got um i think we've got like some sort of marching music or something like we, we've got a whole variety of stuff and overall like it's, it's really well-rounded, so that's what's nice is there's kind of something for everyone. So if you're not a huge ballad person, then just wait for the faster numbers. Like, <laughs> it'll be great. Um, and it caters to our voices a lot, too. Like, we all, as a cast, we have a very big variety of vocal range. Um, so it, it is really nice that Rupert Holmes wrote in so many different styles of music, and it shows off how good of a ranger he is, so that's quite impressive. Um, but I think one of the hardest things, actually, other than learning the music itself, is actually the masks. <laughs> like, um, It's fine when you're singing in the choir room, but the moment you get on stage, you're trying to project. And we, Mr. Eastman has um, been very smart, and we have singing masks for choir at school. So I've been using interchangeably my regular mask and my singing mask. But the thing, there's like downsides to both. Like the regular mask, you can't sing in it very well because because it keeps falling off your face. Like, it just instant... Like, you get on stage, and it is just, like, falling down. Like, you were just holding it up with both hands, practically. Like, <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> um, but at least you can breathe, because in the singing mask, it's great because it allows you to sing with a lot of diction, but it only allows, like, 75% of the airflow that you normally would have. So I'll get to, like, the point we just did a number, and I'm, like, gasping for breath. Can't say my lines quite yet, because, like... Like, low on oxygen. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it'll be good because um, we're, we're getting excellent breathing practice. And I will say, I think my lungs are a lot stronger than when we started. <laughs> so I, we will be so prepared for opening night, and we're going to sound amazing. I'm super excited.
3: Yeah, and it's like you needed one more level of complication with this show <laughs>
1: to try to sing in a mask.
3: <laughs> exactly. I mean, this is, and, and so this show, some of the, the music... Um, you know, has been heard before because this was a some Broadway has, some show. Some some
1: Yeah,
4: yeah. This this ran, this had a healthy run on Broadway, won multiple Tonys. Was it 85 or 86? Can't remember. The first time I heard music from Drood was in the late 80s and the, the name of the song was Moonfall.
3: They're all looking like, oh my God, that's so old. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that's because I'm so old. <laughs> um, it, no, it was Moonfall, and, and I and I heard a soprano sing this, and I that's was the captivated ballad, right? by it. Oh my lord, yeah, mm. oh, what a beautiful song! And and then I found out who wrote it, and Rupert Holmes wrote it. And if you're not sure who Rupert, Rupert Holmes is, if you like <laughs> piña coladas and getting caught in the rain, that's Rupert Holmes. <laughs> So, so, I mean, he, you know, he wrote a great pop song, but, um, this is a complicated score. There, there are wonderful melodies, um, there are some great chordal stuff, and there's some very, also, uh, so there's a, uh, you know, some very lyrical pieces, but there's also some very, uh, difficult, uh, pieces musically, mm-hmm. um, which, uh, Dan Coleman's excited about, of course. So, so you he, have- he likes to dig those out.
3: And you have the live orchestra, right? So yes, we, we do. Yeah. A, I mean, that's just a, a whole that adds another level yeah. of yeah. of uh, great experience for the audience. Yeah. Anything else the audience should know before they come, as far as being ready? Probably, it probably starts from the minute you walk in the theater, and there's um, there's, there's a lot that happens, um, and the, the, the masks we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so tell me. Um, how do they know when they they get to cast their vote? How, how does that is that clear
4: to everybody that when they well, at this play at this point we'll see how much info should oh, we is give them? Okay, what, what do you think? Pay here? attention. Is that okay. what we should say? We're, we're having we're having a cast meeting right here on the air. They'll so what know. should we tell them, tell them and not tell? Okay, <laughs> I guess there's the. They answer. got it. They got it. <laughs> yes.
1: One one nice thing about this show is that you're in excellent hands. We know what we're doing. We've been practicing a lot. So you'll know exactly what you're supposed to do, if you're supposed to do anything. And the other thing is, if you're just coming for a night of fun just to watch, you don't have to participate if you don't want to. It can just be entertainment. This is just like exclusively a bonus thing um that if you want to interact with the cast um we will be out in the house like beforehand um in our actors so i'll be alice nutting and isaac will be clive padgett and we'll be (laughs) interacting with you perhaps if you're not feeling super interactive you might want to sit in the middle of the road because (laughs) we will be mostly on the ends kind of messing around with the end people um but yeah it's going to be so much fun and you are free to just take it easy if you want to take it easy
3: And that, again, is The Mystery of Edwin Drood. It opens up Friday, November 5th at 7.30 is the first show. Friday and Saturday show that first weekend, and then the next weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, November 12th, 13th, 14th. The tickets are, um, you can get those. I found it. I want to say thanks to the Booster Club, the Fine Arts Booster Club. Yes. Because they were promoting that. When
4: when people come in, they will see a Big contribution that the Fine Arts Booster Club uh, Northfield Fine Arts. Yeah, I got it right. Um, uh, made for this show um, in the form of a backdrop. Ooh, that's I'm, all I'm going to tell them. Okay. You guys. Okay.
3: And those those tickets are available. Um, it's Northfield dot com. But I think the um, go go to their. Uh, facebook page for the northfield fine arts boosters buy them also at the door that's an okay way to go yes. too mm-hmm. um so it's it just i mean it, for five dollars seven dollars for adults mm-hmm. that is a pretty amazing ticket price to get all of this entertainment and music so
4: paul i'm going to jump in the, with this very quickly i'm going to tell you what i told the cast uh yesterday when we were about two-thirds of the way through the show i said this should be a party Oh, okay. I like it. This is this is fun. The the, the cast is enjoying the show, um, just as much as the audience is enjoying the show, and so we should be having all this fun together.
3: So that's yeah. that's the togetherness part. That and and I think it's yes. going to feel that way because it's been a while since a lot oh, of us have been. Yeah. In the theater for live production, and you know you, see, you can watch a few Zoom things, and it's nice, but it just is doesn't have that yeah, it, same energy, <laughs> right?
4: I, and I'm and I'm so glad that we discovered things things and ways to do with Zoom, but there's nothing that matches live performance
3: exactly. Yeah. What do you think you'll take away? I guess we have about thirty seconds here to wrap up. Um, you know, you know, how what is this? you know brought out that you're surprised about yourself or something that you're going to take away and think wow i'm excited to to be able to say i did that
5: uh, well i know that for me it's sort of reminded me of how many resources artistic resources we have in northfield oh what a great yeah. um i just yeah, i'm just so thankful that we i have so many opportunities to um act and sing and just be creative um so i'm i'm Really, I'm really sad to have to leave that behind whenever I wherever I go with my life. But I'm hoping to sort of find that in wherever I go, um, or bring it with me. We'll see. Or come back. <laughs> or
3: come back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Anyone else have, have thoughts, ideas? What What's your um, most excited about for this this production?
6: Oh. Uh, I would say that um, this is my, so this is my last, I'm a senior, so this is my last show at Northfield High School, but oh. I'm really happy that this show has taught me an immense amount of problem-solving skills that I, and it's just, okay, so how do I do this? How do I do that? How do I do this at the same time? And it's, even though it's all in theater, it, it's building up the parts of my brain that are saying, in the future, when I have some probably pretty complicated problems, as a lot of people do, that I'll be able to figure it out
4: what a great thing what's, what's the phrase is it soft sciences soft I don't know that as, as opposed to the, to the, to the, hard, the, the hard social one. science no yeah well, well we kind of refer to, to I, I've, I've heard that phrase and when I hear what Peter says it's like yes this is the deal folks theater explains life
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: it does
3: I think that's a pretty good way to end any last comments
1: well, one thing I was going to say that I've learned, um, and it's really kind of pushed my previous boundaries as an actor. I feel like I've, I don't know, I'm a much better actor because of this now, is because of how many roles that we are allowed to play. Um, it kind of teaches you that you can do multiple roles in one show, and it's that was been kind of new for me because, like... I've gone about in my acting style, you practice and you practice and you get into one role and you become that person. but now you kind of have to more wear it like like a costume on honestly like you put it. On and then you quick turn around and be your other role, and I think that's really cool because it teaches you there's a lot more different styles of acting, and it's also been difficult for me um, because I'm playing two men and one woman. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the the gender difference, which I know Odin is probably struggling with too, but he does it amazingly. Um, the gender difference it is there. Like women and men are similar, but they are different, and I think body language is what's been the struggle with most for me so i've been like studying how do men walk and stuff and watching movies and like okay these are good british men actors and <laughs> walk like that
3: <laughs> yeah that's that's a great way to ju- you're, you're able to adapt and you're able to embrace that multiplicity so excellent
0: yeah this whole process has been so um so time consuming and i think we can all agree taxing both both physically and mentally but um our finished product is going to be really, really beautiful and uh, and a lot of fun, and we're so excited to open next next Friday. So thank you for thank you for having us.
3: Oh, you're very welcome. This is just going to be an amazing show. I'm so glad I get to experience it and uh, get to have this time with all of you. Uh, Bob, any last? Uh, I guess we get we're running over. I apologize for that, but <laughs> we got to get these kids back to school.
4: <laughs> no, come see the show. Perfect. Come come come. come. Back together and let's sit together safely and have this this really really ages old experience of, of hearing good stories from good storytellers and and uh, sharing them together
3: Fabulous! I am in totally. I'm sold. So I'm going to be at the show, uh, Mystery of Edwin Drood. I want to thank my guest today, Bob Gregory Bjorklund. It's good to have you back, and, and watch, hopefully there are many more times we can be together. Also, I want to thank uh, Odin Hoff, Kiara Artley, Isaac Lear, and Peter Hillman for joining me as well. Just brilliant! I'm, I'm so excited. I'm already applauding for you because I can tell you guys are having fun. This is going to be a good show. So, folks, this is Art Zany Radio for the imagination. i I really thank you so much for um, joining us and for being a part of this experience. Um, I want to remind you, practice that what if this week and take, take a chance and get your attitude ready so that you can have some fun and join in that spirit of play. So you've been listening to Art Zany Radio for the Imagination. Please don't forget to add some Art Zany to your life. And in the meantime, until next time, enjoy your imagination.
2: You've been listening to Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination, with your host, Paula Grandquist. Art Zany is brought to you each week by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts in Faribault. The Paradise Center for the Arts is a vibrant cultural and artistic gathering spot in historic downtown Faribault. The Paradise is committed to offering high-quality visual and performing art opportunities for Faribault and our region. Regular events spotlight some of the best artists and musicians in our area and throughout Minnesota and the Midwest. Our beautifully restored facility includes art galleries, classrooms, clay and textile labs, a gift shop, and rehearsal spaces, in addition to a 300-seat auditorium. Visit ParadiseCenterForTheArts.org for a full schedule of events or call our box office at 507-334-777.
0: Have you visited KY Men's website yet? You can find the latest headlines there, or see the Norfield Raiders and Farmington Tigers scoreboard that updates daily, or visit the entire KY Men catalog of past content. And it's all free. Go and check us out right now at kymenradio.net.